Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's our newest favourite podcast, The Whole Avocado. Join me and Luke as we get stuck into some stuff from the past. There's uh, there's talk about bombs, there's talk about stuff that happened back in the day, uh, questions that are pressing and all sorts of good stuff like that. So here we go, this is CookieCast, The Whole Avocado. What's that look like? Is that any good? Is that any good? I don't know if that's a bit low. Is that a bit low? Mm-hmm. Looks alright. Is any good? Yeah, looks alright. Yeah, about the same. Yeah, about the same. About the same. Just the shout towards. I was going to put it here. Just hold it like that. That's going to sound great on the... That's amazing. Can you back off the mic a bit? I was listening to uh, a podcast last night while I was in the gym and they were talking about how when uh, when they made the third Dark Knight movie that they had to go back and redub all of Tom Hardy's lines. That's because he sounded ridiculous and he still does. But he doesn't sound any better in the no. finished version. It's like, uh, could you not have done it so that we could actually understand what he was saying? Apparently he sounded like Darth Vader originally. And they were like, we want him to sound more like this and less like Darth Vader, so we're going to have to redub everything. It was always a weird choice. Just, and you know, you know what I don't like about these um, superhero moves? I don't like the fact that they kind of tone down these, like, villains and things. So, like, Bane, yeah, he was a bit ripped, but... He wasn't... It was nothing like what he like, should have been like. triples in size, comic book style. No. You know, even even that terrible Batman Returns, was it? Made Bane get bigger. Yeah, they yeah. actually did. A lot of the elements that, that Bane was. You know, I yeah. remember when they announced that Bane was going to be the bad guy in that movie and people were like, who? Like, Bane? Burn. The only person to have ever beaten Batman. Yeah. You know, that Bane. Never heard of him cool that's going to go well so then they drummed down the character did he even speak in that no no he didn't because he was under poison ivy spell I never realised that that meant that people can talk well maybe he just didn't understand English maybe with him being Latino yeah South American (laughs) yeah exactly yeah I'm being that's what it would have sounded like. <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> I mean, it's totally local, man. Well, we should got the racism out of the way. Oh, right? yeah, we can edit that out. Go, it wasn't uh, racism, it was just... Um, I mean, if you did a... I was watching, I wasn't watching, I was listening to a podcast today, and there's just a bit where um, it was Bert and his wife were having a conversation, and all of a sudden, just really loud, is Bert's voice going... Name edited, and then it's just him going. Don't say, don't say Joey's wife's name. Don't say he wouldn't want his wife's name. It's like he's obviously gone back and just spoke over the top of the bit where she says the name. It's like 
Okay, that's a that's an editing technique I'll have to remember for the future. I enjoy the amount of like the stories about Bert being a racist. <laughs> the the your mum's house stuff about it being a beer. Have you ever listened to the the ones where he's on your mum's house and they've cut stuff together? No. He says stuff and he's like, "Shit, that's going to appear in, in a clip oh, of yeah. me just being massively racist." And he just goes places. I, he told the story about somebody heckled him about oh, do uh, do you racist jokes. And then afterwards, he did a meet and greet, and someone was like this big black guy came down, and he was like talking to him. It's like, oh yeah, that was me. But he said like the guy had shouted. It sounded like a white guy. He's like, oh, I did my best white guy impression. <laughs> and it's like he's like, I can't go places now. It's like my agent won't book stuff. It's like, what's this about you being the most racist comment going? Yep, yep. We are going to come to that. What? We are going to come to that. Come to what? Come to the boat crash thing. Oh, right. Not, We're going to come to that. Not the it's whole... It's a monumental time, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. A monumental time. I want people to get their calendars out and mark on their calendars. Why is he coming on the show? Oh, can you imagine? But it'd be really weird. But, yeah, yeah, bring him on. I said to, uh, I said to Paul today that... Uh, because obviously this tour is on now, supposedly a world tour, which in theory means he'll come back to the UK. It's like, if he comes back to the UK, obviously he'll go out after the show. You will I, never drink him under the table. Might be time to come out of retirement. I was you. like, I might just get a little bit of training under the belt and then uh, turn up and be like, right, Bertie, a little let's bit, find out who the real machine is. A little bit of training, honestly. A little bit, a little bit yeah. There's no way you could ever drink that guy under the table. When I went, oh, uh, one of the points I went back to drinking, I went out for a night out and I drank whiskey for nine and a half hours straight. And that was one yeah, of the first nights out. You can drink whiskey all night and be fine. It's only when you start drinking whiskey, you drink beer, you drink other things. And that's when it gets bad. When you start mixing those drinks, I can go out all night and drink whiskey and be perfectly fine. That does take it off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's that thing that you know from a very early age that don't make you drinks. You learn that quite early on. You know, we've all been to a party where you start on a beer and then you have a glass of wine and then somebody's like, oh, do you want this uh, vodka and Red Bull? And, oh, how about a shot of tequila? Never again. <sighs> Never again. We're all too old to be drinking like that now anyway. Some of us are too old to be drinking, we'll stop. Who you? I said too old. Oh. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I'd rather have a quiet drink. I will often get a glass of red if I'm oh, after work Jesus. in the pub. Jesus. Because it, I, you've got to, you know, it's there been are times that I feel no. Like I know you as a person. Right. And there are other times that I'm just like. Who is this man? Right. In my house. I am now at that age where red I have wine. found a red wine I enjoy. What is, so, it? What is it called? White wine? No, it's a Malbec. I mean, that means absolutely nothing. Exactly. Is it a wanky wine? No, it's not a wanky wine. Is it a wanky beer? It's a normal, wine. everyday wine that people drink. Nobody drinks red. People? Nobody drinks red. The, you don't drink red. Do you ever try out the... Throughout the fridge. Put an ice cube in it. 
I mean, I'd drink it straight out of the bottle. I can't think where I was when I was like, did I just hear someone say they were been banging on about drinking wine at room temperature? Has to be room temperature. Has to be the spe- specific temperature. And then a bit further down the line, they were like, oh, can I have one of those ice cubes out of your glass to put in my wine? And like, that's not room temperature. No, 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 it's cold room. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, people have been told that rosé is coming in fashion. I have heard said, because obviously, you know, gin came back big. Wanky beers. Wanky beers are absolutely everywhere. Uh, we've had Prosecco. <laughs> but yes, I heard a rumour that, uh, that this year's drink is going to be rosé. Yeah, I've heard that too. I'm, and No. I'm... I'm glad to be, I was going to say out of the game, but then I was like, I'm glad to be off the game. You'll never be off that game. <laughs> too, 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 good of, too good of money in it for Well, hell, there is that. I mean, the money I don't make dancing, I can make up. Uh... <laughs> Whoring. Well, you know. I wonder what mixes with this. Greek Fanta. Vodka. American Vodka. I was listening to um, Bert reading the Rolling Stones article and it was talking about the drink that he was drinking. In the, It just got up and he was drinking orange juice with peach snaps and vodka oh with, with ice. It's like, okay. His, I listened to a Spotify show of his... Uh, Oh, one of his stand-ups was on Spotify. Yeah. And you can tell how much his voice has changed since doing the shows to what it is now. I mean, that's the drinking at the end of the exactly, day. Exactly, yeah. And the smoking... I think he smokes quite a lot of cigars, especially now. Although, I saw a clip, which I presume you'll have actually listened to the episode, I saw a clip of Two Bears, One Cave, where he said he's gone back to smoking. <laughs> I won't talk about that. You ha- you're going to have to listen to that. Uh, yeah. He was growing his own weed as well at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That was all over uh, Insta. Yeah. A bit of Insta. Insta stories. I presume... Well, he hasn't had it on Instagram recently, so I presume it's uh, gone. Well, him and Tom were talking about trying it. Don't know. I have to listen to the new one. I'll get there eventually. I'm working through uh, my backlog of various different things at the moment. So, let me ask you a question. Oh, Jesus. And this is going to relate nicely into what we're probably going to talk about a little bit today. What's today's subject matter? It's not really a subject matter. It's just sharing tales from the past. Tales from beyond. Yeah, I just got a few little bits to like, you know, I want to bring up and oh, talk to you about. Nothing oh, God. nothing too embarrassing. <laughs> just a little... Just a little bit embarrassing. Giving people a little insight into oh, our younger lives oh, and our God. old age. Because, you know, we were, we've been through all the schools together. And we went to the same college. Went to the same primary school, the same secondary school, the same college. And we went to the best school of all. School of school hard knocks. Life. <laughs> All right. I was going to go hard knocks, but I was like, school life. Yeah, skip that university one. Yeah. Just think, if you'd gone to university, you'd be in big old debt right now. Also. 
Um, also, university was never on the cards for me. I think I just got tired of learning, like tired of being in like a classroom environment. Biggest shock for me was you hear story like I remember when I remember being at primary school and hearing so- stories about secondary school, and like people wanted to scare you, and it's like oh you know that the first week you're there, it was kind of like what would be considered hazing. You were told that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. And then you go to secondary school and it doesn't happen. No, exactly. But like, I remember going, coming towards the back end of secondary school and being told what college was like. Oh, it's totally different. Uh, you, you call your tutors. You know, they're not teachers, they're tutors. For yeah. a start. You call them by their first names. No uniforms. No uniforms. Um, what were the other, what turned out to be myths? Uh, oh, you could just if you want a day off, you just don't go in. Just yeah, take the day off. Yeah, you don't have to phone anymore. No, no I don't have to let anyone know. Shit. Your parents after that, and I was just like, this sounds amazing. That's how I want life to be. This sounds amazing. So I went to college, and like right at the start, I'm like, my one of my tutors, his name was Brian. I was like, uh, well, you know, da, 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 Brian, and he's like, that's uh, Mister. Whatever his surname was, all right. It's Mr. Brian. What? Brian. He's like, family. It, it's Mr. I'm like, all right. So that's that first one ticked off the list. And my uh, my first year of college, I had a questionable attendance. Oh, I see. I, I, the college thing was one, one of the things I was going to talk about because, you know, we'll, we can go there first and we can work back. <laughs> Well, where do you want to start? No, well, I'm already in full swing. I was going to ask you the question, right, which will relate to earlier on in our lives. Uh, it's a really straight. It's a question I like. I was asked myself, but would you go to the funeral of someone you went to school with but haven't seen since school or heard from? Now, yeah, let's say someone. From secondary school, passed away. Someone from your form. You didn't know them that well at school. Never really, You may have passed each other in the street. You probably wouldn't even recognise that person in the street. I don't... I, I mean, that's... That's like a question that's got a lot of... It depends how I would find out. You know, if somebody told me... Like, if you told me, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so. You weren't invited. It was just, like, an open-to-anyone kind of thing. Come along if you knew this person. I think funerals are like that, I mean. I don't think you get a... I don't think you get an invitation. So they not invite you before they die. I don't want this person in my funeral, and this person. Don't Don't invite that person. Don't think it's like a birthday party. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, It depends how I found out. Like, if you said to me, this person from school has died... I'd be like, oh my god, that person died. They were at school the same time. Which is a possibility that will happen, that might happen. It may have already happened. Well, it has already happened. Somebody we went to school with died within six months of us leaving school. Oh, yeah, that's different. I'm talking now. I'm talking like... Yeah. Six months, it's like sad, you know, we you still kind of know them a bit. Maybe didn't know them. Oh. You know... Oh no, we knew them. I don't even know who you mean. Yeah. Is that guy who got hit by the taxi? Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. 
Not the not not the one taxi though, was it? Well, taxis in York. I mean, most people probably get hit by taxis. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you said to me, so and so so and so has died, I'd be like, oh, you know, it puts your own life in your once your face. Immortal, not mortality. Mortality, yeah. Mortality. my immortality. That's... Yeah, you wish. I'd be like, are you going to the funeral? If you were saying to me, well, you know, I might go, I might wander down. <laughs> <laughs> I, might I, might go for, I might go for the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly imagine if you and I went to a funeral of somebody we went to school with, it would be like that scene in Clerks. <laughs> I actually think pretty much one of the only people I would go to the funeral of from school would be you. I really don't think I'd, I would go to anyone else's funeral. Honestly, there is that. Well, who would it be? How, you know, I I often said for a long time, the people that I wanted to keep in touch with from school, I was in touch with at, that, at those times. Now, it's literally you. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's you. I speak to Paul. This is a different Paul, not a podcast Paul. This is yeah, I've probably got a Paul's... Funeral when he finally. I was talking about him today. Um, Paul, if you're listening, we'll be there, mate. Represent. Um, Spitting on your No. I. It would be it would be a series of of, of situations. If I, if it was you that told me, I'd be like, "Are you going to the funeral?" And if you said, "Yeah, you know, I'll go and pay him my respects," I'd be like, "I'll come with you." You know, pour out a 40 for him. Yeah. Yeah. If you like, no, I'm probably not going to go. I'm probably not going to go on my own. No, but, you know, you've got like, you could take any amount of people for emotional support. But. But at this point in time, would you need an emotional support to go to a funeral of somebody that you knew 24? Yeah. Four years ago. You know. That you've not had any contact with. I think with. thinking about it, maybe like there's maybe a couple more people. I was saying that there's probably a couple of people. I don't know. I, I, I'd get. But end of the day, I've not spoken to him in a long time. I probably wouldn't even find out it's their funeral. There's the odd person that I will bump into in town. Like, oh, yeah, all right, how you doing? Um, the people that we went to primary and secondary school with. Um, there are people that I often think what <laughs> I'm happened? thinking like who I'm like what happened to X person I think about certain people a lot I'm like what happened to that person because they sort of disappeared yeah um, the thing is though what I found is a lot of people obviously moved away you know left York left England a lot of them well not a lot of them some of them eh? you know it's. I feel like a little bit of FOMO there, a little bit of jealousy, you know, that you want, that they've gone off to do these great things in other countries, and, like, do you remember, Callum? Yeah. He, I think he's in, some, I think he's in Spain somewhere, I think he's in, where the hell is he? Mil, no? I can't think where he is, but yeah, I saw the other, I saw someone, posted like who knew him and he was like oh yeah I'm, I'm here at the moment I'm like what what's he doing there how did he get there why does he live there but then I also because I've not 
seen him or known of him for many years. The last time he got in touch with me, he came into games, uh, Game Station, right? <laughs> a company that doesn't exist anymore. A company that doesn't exist anymore. He came into Game Station to see me and asked if I knew anyone who could get him drugs. Presume you. Uh... I said, "Yeah, Cookie's here." <laughs> I was going to say, I "Presume you said it." Yeah, like God, it's, it's Cookie's number. Yeah, I've got a number. I think it's a tear. There are certain people that, if you said to me tomorrow, you will not believe this. We did that podcast last night, and I've just found out that so and so died. If they were on the top tier, I'd be like, "I'm going to go to their funeral." If they are on the next tier down, it'd be like, "Are you going? What? You know, shall we go? It might be worth going. Pay our respects. You never know who might be there. Blah blah blah." If it was the next tier down, I'd be like, "All right, okay," and that would be the end of that conversation. There were people that I wouldn't go. I may go and drag my ass over the grave. There are plenty of them, and that's weird, isn't it? Because, like I say, it's like what twenty-four years. Yeah, but those people. Made school pretty much hell, but it was twenty four years ago. It's yeah, a bit like yeah. I mean, there are certain people I'm like. School's what? How how long we go to school for? Five five years. You go five six seven. years if you stay in sixth form. Is that right? Six or seven, isn't it? You do. Two, oh yeah, two years. But yeah, so let's say a minimum of five years. Those yeah. people were there every day and making school hell. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time to be. Given a lot of shit to just it kind is, of forget but about. It's also a long time ago. It is a long time ago, and you kind of just hope that because there were such reprobates in the past, that they're not doing very well with their life nowadays. I learned. Calm is a, a wonderful thing. It is. Towards the back end of our time at school, I learned about certainly one of the lads that we went to school with who was just a complete a nightmare, but. It's that thing. It's like if you if you deal with a bully, you don't know what that bully's dealing with elsewhere, and it, and it was very much that. But you don't think about that in school. You think you about don't that think now. About it, but I, it was sort of at the time I was coming out of school or going to college, and unfortunately, said person went to said college. But I'd found out at the right at the very end of our time at school that they had a really really difficult home life, like a really difficult home life. So there was a few of them. It kind of made a bit of sense for you to go, oh, well, that person has a difficult time at home and they take that out on other people. It make it... It made it slightly easier to deal with. But then when I got to college and still had to do it, because I was like, college is a new start, college is a new... It's like a rebirth. You can reinvent yourself. I was going to do a course that it turned out one of the lads we went to school with was on that course... X number of things, like I'm saying, all those myths that you were told in the back end of school yeah. when you moved to college, and finding out that those things weren't real. And, you know, it didn't make it any easier to deal with at the back end of school. No, definitely not. School, it I... certainly didn't make it, make it any easier to deal with in college. There was um, <coughs> definitely some people who... I would definitely not go to their funeral. Well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. To answer your question, there are people that I would take time because obviously you have to take time off. off I just work I find it stuff. odd though. Like I, it, this all became because um, it was my wife. She um, my wife. My wife. She got one of her friends was going to the funeral of someone from their school. Um, 
and she found it weird that like these people were going because they hadn't really seen this person and not really kept in touch and you've got those groups of people but then someone had also done the really horrible thing about like taking a frigging picture while they were there like oh yeah selfie while uh, while they're at the funeral such sad times at so and so's funeral it's like you are a horrible person super distasteful yeah I think because you get those people that that don't move on school was their absolute everything they were like top of the food chain at school and then they leave school and go into the outside world and that all of that stuff no longer applies so they try to recreate or try to carry on they have the same friends that they had at school 20 years later and and that sort of stuff like good like me and you <laughs> yeah yeah there's that I never thought of it that way yeah but we were we well we lived together for we did several years some of yeah. the worst years of my life yeah. no wasn't yeah. that bad yeah, yeah. It, it was a um, it was acceptable was it was it was just part of it wasn't it yeah. I remember my father saying to me do not move in with a friend because it will be the death of that friendship oh yeah because we all take advice from uh, your father <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I took a little bit of advice there I, I mean I really think you shouldn't but <laughs> in hindsight yeah I should have looked at the way his life went and maybe gone, <laughs> oh, that's not the way to go. Yeah, let's not listen to him. <sighs> Damn it. Stories for another day, I think, there. Well, there is that. Um, and I was actually thinking about this driving home, because I, like, I was a bit like, oh, what questions? I knew I knew the, the, the way you were going to take this. I was like, what questions are you going to ask? And I was like, oh, I wonder if you'll bring up when we used to live together. And I was like... Well, I wasn't going to, but it just kind of happened, fell into conversation. It was six one half dozen the other. It was exactly what everybody said it would be while simultaneously not being at the same time. You know, there was times that... I think the, the worst part is that things were better when we didn't see each other. Yeah. Like, when we lived in a house where you were two floors away. Because that meant that when we did see each other, when we did actually go out of our way to spend time together, that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. We wanted to spend time together. Ma- it was mainly get drunk. Mainly, yeah. Mm. I still remember that. Those, those were it two Christmases on the bounce when me, you and Paul sat in the, uh, again, not podcast part, me, you and Paul sat in the living room in that house. Yep, so living room. And just drank whiskey. Yeah. And absolutely hammered a bottle. Yeah. And just... It started out as like just a bit of a random chat and turned into just slagging each other off for three hours or something. Do we still do that? <sighs> With less booze? That's just men, isn't it? Men just... Men's way of showing affection is to abuse each other. Yeah. Best way. But yeah, so I wasn't going to bring up the living together. It was, uh, you know, uh, it was obviously a time in our lives it where... It was a thing. Yeah, it was... It was a necessity rather than anything else it was you know we we needed... couldn't have lived, you know we couldn't have lived on our own like separately we didn't have jobs that paid enough to be able to live in our own like places we had to share I, I often think back to um, the point in time when I was earning like a third 
or a quarter of what I'm earning now or, or earned at another point in that. But I had so much more money than I have now. Oh, see, I, I'm the opposite way around. I mean, back then I was skint 24-7. I had some... But then I didn't have great jobs either. I had... When, when we... Like, from when I left the flat to moving into, like, the houses that we lived in, that's when I was really start. I had a decent job. That was part of it, part of it. I had a reasonably good job that paid reasonably well, and that money just generally went up. Yeah. So I was in a position where I was I was doing okay. I could pay my rent, pay my bills, pay for nights out and stuff, computer games, alcohol. Anything else you find might fancy? Other, other things, yeah. you know, other things Recreational I might stumble, stumble across, yeah. you know, um, parties, things like that. So, party favors. Yeah, yeah. At that time, it wasn't overly difficult for me. Before and after, like obviously, I went through a, a point in time. Like once we went our separate ways, I went to a point in time. I I, I was out of work for a, at a point, living in a four bedroom house, and being out of work. Do it's after- like. After Old Walk, did you move to the badge, uh, the, the yeah. first, what's it called, Mill? What's it called? The Howard Street? Off Field Light. That's it, yeah. Yeah, was that was that where you, did you yeah. move? Yeah, because I think you offered, offered, offered me to move there. Yeah, there was space. Oh, yeah, there was plenty of space. <laughs> Four bedroom house, wasn't it? But I think at that point, it was. It, I was ready to be... It was the right, it was the wrong side of town for you and stuff like that. it was it's, I mean it's a fair way from town but yeah but I moved to bloody the other side of town yeah. I moved really far away yeah well not that far but still far enough it was still a walk York in it yeah Never really that far I mean away. the bus did go basically from my house to your house which was quite handy yeah. <coughs> oh dear but yeah so let's go let's move well obviously we're not going to talk about primary school because who the hell remembers primary school apart from singing? Well, neither, neither you or I were actually at that primary school for very long. No, I... Like you've been there, God. what, four months more than me? Less than that or something? Yeah. I remember you were the new guy. Don't don't even bring it up. You were the new guy before me being the new guy. But were, we in, were we in different form? Like, te- hell, did we have different teachers? I had, I think it was Mr. Berwick when I started. Yeah. Then followed by Mr. Howard. But we were only there 18 months. Yeah. Because I, I did half a year was and then a full year. It sounds like prison. Yeah, I was in for about a year. Well, you know, sometimes school, sometimes school was worse than prison. Well, I don't know, I haven't been. No. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's not. But no, I mean, we did, the things I remember about primary school were basically the song, the songs that yeah. we had our own school our song. School, our primary school had its own school song. The weird thing is, right? You still remember every word of it? Of course. Yep. But my wife, my wife, my wife, <laughs> she uh, also is at Fishgate. Is that your first? <laughs> my first wife, yeah, and only. She went. She went to that school. So she knows the songs? Really? Yeah. Because you know who else went to that school? Who? Leon. 
Really? Yeah. So she knows the song as well. I wonder if they still well. sing it. <sighs> let's go. Let's go back and find out. Oh man! My eldest went to do dancing at that school. Really? Or like. I can't remember if that was her first place that she went dancing. She goes somewhere down James Street now, doesn't she? And then she went to a place near the Costa drive through. Oh, right. And then they knocked it down. Oh. She was actually talking to me about it the other day. She was like, still don't understand why they knocked it down. It's like, right in the hotel. Eh, probably going to put student accommodation. Yeah. So I remember, yeah, I remember, I remember going to the. Merchant Adventurers Hall and doing Christmas carols. They were big on like sending kids out in groups. Pouring kids out. Pouring kids out. Because I remember some of them sang in Coppergate. We sang in Christmas in uh, Christmas in the um, Merchant Adventurers Hall. Uh, yeah, I remember I they remember, did a lot of that stuff. I don't remember any oh. singing. Yeah, remember any singing? Not, do you not remember uh, the Harvest Festival songs and things like that? Broad beans are sleeping in a blanket in bed. Not really. Oh man, cauliflower fluffy and cabbage is green. <laughs> that one. No. Oh. <laughs> that was like a classic. What about The Ink is Black, The Page is White? I remember that song. There you go. And also that. all the religious songs they made us sing. All, all songs, all primary school songs are religious. Cross over the road, my friend. I still sing that now. <laughs> I say that to the girls when we cross the road. I'm like, cross the road, road, my friend. And I have to stop there because obviously, you know. Ask know Cookie his strength all in. Yeah. 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 It, and then obviously we finished primary school and we moved on to uh, Fulford. I was terrified. I was terrified. Terrified of having that. I got told that if I had that certain bag when I went to Fulford, that was it. It was, like I say, it was just a form of hazing. It was just, if you knew an older kid. Oh, God. Oh, My brother was at school. He was yeah. four years old. I mean, I don't ever remember seeing him around. I, but I remember getting it from, like, my mum and my aunties and uncles and stuff. Aunties? I'd get all the sort of, oh, yeah, when you go to secondary school, this happens and that happens. Just being absolutely terrified of going like the first day, it was like... I mean, the building was so big. It was amazing. There was so many people. Because obviously you came from like a timetable. Yeah, you had to go to all these different bloody You go to different things. places. But you didn't know where anything was. Nope. <sighs> yeah. I think, yeah, it's... it's. But then obviously you get through that first year and you realise that the hazing is a myth, really. Yep. Um. And yeah, you just start to really kind of hate it after that you know yeah I hated pretty much every single minute of it yeah but I think the best part of being at school was lunchtime I enjoyed art I was never artistic so at least you had that yeah. at that time I, I couldn't draw a circle to save my life it's but I think that's the only subject I, I actually enjoyed the only ironically the only one that I ever got any remote enjoyment out of was history and I was actually quite good at it did you enjoy RE? oh yeah I loved it god they make, the fact that they make you do it I wonder if I wonder if today they make kids do these things 
Like I think it's still a thing. Really? But religion shouldn't be a forced subject. It should be so, uh, when, when you get to that point where you can pick your subjects. That's when it should come in. Obviously, it's worse in certain schools. I know, like uh, arches. We didn't go Jesus. to a, a religious school. It wasn't exactly. A, and yet, I remember singing more religious songs yep. and Christmas and things like that. I imagine there's probably a bit more separation out, but like, like I say, I know for a fact, like arches. Not only do they have a heavy re sort of section. It's a religious school. So yeah. they have like, was it like pastors and stuff? And like, there's a, it's Proper just COA heavy on the religion, which I always found hugely offensive. It's weird, isn't it? It's, and yet, nowadays, uh, you know, I, I'm not a believer in anything like that, really. No. More of a, a spiritual person than anything else you know it's I, I've never had any time for it I actually you know that thing where you find out somebody so I the it's worse when you find out it's somebody you've known for a while you find out that they're deeply religious and you're like oh and yeah I look at them differently from that part I look at them like oh you know I can't expect you to have I actually don't think I can think of anyone that uh is that that I'd seen a thing like years back saying that over the next four to five generations religion would be like obsolete it basically wouldn't exist anymore because of the way that it's gone from like 50 years ago to where we are now in another 50 years it'll be a thing where it doesn't exist anymore which I was just like well that's probably for the best well yeah maybe then, war will stop existing yeah, but, as well I mean what relig- is that all religions or is it just you know Christianity I don't know we don't know how big religions are in other countries we're going from I mean America it's uh, printing on the money as they always talk about I mean I've got some you know some great I do have some good memories during of secondary school, school. Of, during the secondary school kind of time period it's a time of my life where my mind has attempted to block stuff out well I know one thing you definitely will block out oh, and you I know you worry about what I'm going to say here eh, and worry, worry is a loose term this and the one thing you'll definitely want to block out which even to this day still affects you greatly it's like probably one of the the biggest things to affect you from the school <laughs> period really and that is how much you really hate playing fighting games with me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. I remember I remember us buying a fighting game together. <laughs> that was... I, I mean, th- these are your informative years and we learnt a lot from our, t- <laughs> from our time together. It's like, we're never doing that again. <laughs> and things like that. I mean, I remember being a certain age and everything was like some kind of scam but like a kiddie scam it's like how can I get a game and it'd be like I've got this game and it's worth this much money if I trade it in but that's not enough so how do I get the other £13 that I need to get Street Fighter 2 for the Super Nintendo and just like everything was like a sort of 
you, you started at a certain point, you needed something and you had to get to there and that, that required money. So it was like, oh, I'll do this job and I'll get like five pounds pocket money. But if I do that job, then I'll get extra. It was all that sort of stuff. It was all like, oh, my paper round pays this oh, much. paper rounds, oh my God. I was listening to something today saying that part of the reason <sighs> that the world's going to hell is because paper rounds don't exist anymore. Oh, I, I was uh, I was talking about this the other day, and it was um, I was talking about getting up at the cracker, whatever it was, not the cracker noon like we do, but no, like really early in the morning, and going out and doing my Sunday paper round in Hewith Village. It's still being dark, and we have to have those stupid bikes with the boxes on the front because you had that many papers, and then to post the frigging paper through the letterbox you had to disassemble it and put it through into different sections because it was so big and the letterbox was so frigging small i remember um, i used to go with a mate to do his sunday morning paper and the one that always used to get me was our school was there there was a a left turn before our school Mm -hmm. house on the corner mrs butcher lived down that street you had to angle the newspaper because th- this was a house that would complain if you didn't push the newspaper through the letterbox. Yeah. You had to angle it at a certain angle because they had a... Catcher. A basket. Yeah. Yeah. Reason for that? Dog. Because they had a dog. Yeah. It used to shred absolutely everything. So we'd be like, well, you can't get the newspaper in the basket thing. Yeah. So we'd like, like oh, you leave it sticking out. No, you got into trouble for that. So we'd angle it, so it went over the top of the basket, went in, the dog would shred the shit out of it. Yeah. That was the end of it. They didn't care about that. It's like, why are you paying for a newspaper <laughs> for the dog to just shred it? I remember when I used to stay at yours, um, like whatever, a weekend and stuff, and you did the paper round on the morning, and I remember going in there one day with you, and they were like, oh, we're a one-man shot. Can you, you know, you obviously know this area, you've been with Cookie a few times. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah, all right then. Fucked it up so much. I post, I, so many people didn't get the right paper. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously didn't know that area very well. I uh, I remember going, because the, the news agents were worked out, it was just a, f- <sighs> there's a lot of character building involved in doing a paper round. I, you know, I know, I know nowadays. I know the reason that there aren't paper rounds nowadays. Probably uh, that's health and safety as well. well Don't child, carry those giant bags child around. Child abduction. It was, it was child slavery. Yeah, you know, you're carrying stuff that weighed far more than than anybody, especially somebody who was growing, should have yeah. been carrying. Um, but I remember getting back to the um, going to pick the papers up one day because I had a, a, a afternoon paper round six days a week yeah and I remember going and the the guy that owned the news agency was just a nightmare he's just always looking for stuff to complain about and he's like oh yesterday you didn't deliver a paper to this house and I was like absolutely did I've been doing that pay- I had the biggest paper I'd, I'd worked my way up to it I've been doing it for like 18 months or something, I was like, I absolutely did, because I know where I'm going, I know what I'm doing, I don't even need the sheet anymore, and all this. And he, he like, we just got into this argument, and I left, I went to that house, knocked on the door, I was like, hi, 
I've been told that you didn't get your paper yesterday. They're like, we did get our paper yesterday. I was like, cool. Can you ring the news agents and tell them that you definitely got your newspaper? <laughs> I was like, because I was just sick and tired of there always being something. Something to dock your wages yep. by, yeah. It was constant. And then because at the end of the day, this was back in you know a time when I can't imagine the uh, employment laws around uh, the uh, newspaper delivery boy union was uh, all that great. I don't think employment laws in general were... Uh, no. Mate, I, I was working at uh, New Earth Comics on a weekend in the David Gate Centre when I was 16. Yeah. You know, they didn't care. I was 16 working there two days a week. I got fired though because uh, I broke the photo broke the photocopier, and I was really shit at the job because I was 16. That's kind of how it goes, you know. But I I remember a t- like a time when it was you know what job you had or what paper round you were doing or how much, and it was all about how much money you could earn. At that time, it was. You know, £14 a week for having the biggest paper round was an absolute fortune. Yeah. Uh, 14, 15, maybe not towards the 16 sort of area, but at that time. But you planned everything out. You planned around that, that £14.75 or whatever and how far that would, could get you through life at that time. Important skills that kids of these days won't ever learned well exactly it's I, I don't really know anyone of, of well do they do this kids work or do they just get given money nowadays no they expect to have, have absolutely everything handed to them yeah. I mean for us this kind of brings me up to a little another little thing I was going to mention <sighs> Can't, like do you remember like someone getting hold of that illegal copy of a VHS for me it, there was that copy of natural born killers <laughs> that used to go do the rounds and it was the worst copy anyone could ever see and everyone was like oh yeah i've got this great movie you yeah. know it's, it's not with banned in this country yeah. and yeah that one that went around everyone everyone got that and then it was that one guy who anything you lent him he copied <laughs> and you know it's talking about the quality and it was because uh, it would ruin the original well, yeah, and I remember getting one of my, uh, I think it was a, an anime um, oh, take back, uh, it, Project Echo. Yeah, it was always anime. And uh, he had a fucking bit of uh, tape around the bottom of the VHS so you could copy it. Yeah. What a prick. What a prick. It annoyed me so much he was copying them. It didn't ask. No. Didn't ask. He could have no. accidentally taped over it but yeah. by covering that thing. True. But but like I say, everything in those days was like some kind of weird scam. It well, was yeah. a child scam. It was, <coughs> I know, borrow something from someone to copy it, uh, then do something with it the other side of that. I did a child scam. I was <laughs> a king of a child scam once. And I think you may remember it. Depends which one. Hey, I, was, I was really good at them. Yeah, you were. So, I remember I swapped, because it was always swapping as well, wasn't it? it? was There wasn't buying things off your mates, it was nope. swapping for other shit. Yep. And I swapped a big load of random crap with Ollie <laughs> for a load of retro Star Wars figures. 
And yeah, then, I'm not the only one that remembers that. I well, <laughs> you'd hope it would be remembered because I made a little fortune on them figures. Yeah, because uh, I sold them to New Earth. An absolute fortune. And he didn't know, and I sold them. Yeah, and got a nice bit of money. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Everything was that. Everything was, and it was. There was no element of trying to get one over on a mate. It was more about. I need to get this for me. That benefits me. That, that that helps me. If I copy that VHS off that person, I don't have to buy it. Yeah. And I can watch it whenever I want. Yeah. And I can lend it to someone to get something. And, and I, I was thinking about it today. I was like how it was like a constant kind of underage scams. That, you, you know, when we're talking about VHS tapes that are completely worthless now. You know, ha- having the fortune that was fourteen pounds a week, getting a getting a, a whopping five pounds pocket money, and how how could I turn that five pounds into a computer game? And what other jobs could you do? What other jobs yeah. could you do? I'll do. I'll I'll tidy my bedroom every day for the next three weeks. I'll cut the grass. I'll cut the grass. Oh, yeah. And I always got the same thing. That's what you get your pocket money for. It's like, exactly. yeah, but I'll do, I'll do extra. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there was always something going on. Yeah, but that's just being a kid, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's... Grifting. That, <laughs> yeah. But is that gets, still the case now? It gets you ready for life. I mean, yeah, it's always... That's the thing. There's always... You always want more money. You always always got to think about how you get more money. First, you get the money. It's just nowadays, all the things you can think about to get more money are usually illegal. I'm going to sell drugs. Oh, I, I, was I was listening to a podcast today that had Joey Diaz on, and he was like saying that like his biggest there was a time in his life, like in his I think it's like his twenties and his thirties, where his biggest goal in life was to get two kilos of coke and basically sell those two kilos to make the money to make like a coke empire and that's how he was going to start his coke empire and that was that that's that was his dream that was his goal in life it's a good dream to have it's good money in in drugs it's, uh... i hear there's reasonable money in the drugs yeah it's just you know once you get caught uh, no point in that so what else do I remember at school the good things the good yeah I mean I'm struggling Uh, apparently you've got a list well yeah exactly it's not all this toasties oh man yeah that That, was was something I enjoyed bottle stop bottle stop toasties and yeah toasties and chips that's something I enjoyed at school yeah but I used to enjoy like sneaking out at lunchtime you know Oh, again another scam another scam yeah but eventually I got a, a pass that <laughs> so let out but yeah we used to sneak out and go to the shop go originally the originally that was another scam but no that's what you had to do as a kid that is expected write a passage exactly and then you got caught and then you had to have that conversation with whichever parent and, and basically say look school's here house is here I can get out of school home and back to school 
you know, in half an hour, and we, we get did. an hour for lunch. Yeah, and which we did. We used to go to your house yeah, we did. on a lunchtime. I used to kick your ass at Street Fighter 2. Yep. And you'd just be sat in that corner in Street Fighter 2, get when your ass kicked, like, always. Yeah. Uh, and then we'd head back via the shop, maybe. Yeah. And head back to school. Get, uh, get some uh, sports mixture. And, yeah, uh, oh, no. Some budget gems and... It was always those, um, do you remember those chewing gum bar things you used to get from the ice cream man after school? Yeah. Bubble King? No. Double? No. Tropical Fear? Bubblicious? Some skills. Um, yeah, I remember that. That's quite good. Yeah. Um, I, some of them, there's not all good things I remember at school. Some of the worst <laughs> things I remember at school is uh, being poisoned by <laughs> one of your form, your classmates. Uh. Yep. I went to his house, got yep. poisoned. I was thinking about this because I was like, I wonder if you bring it up. Of course I'm going to bring it up. Uh, of course you're going to bring it up. That guy, that guy, oh my, if he's not locked up by now, I will be amazed. Well. He also copied my VHS. <laughs> I'm sure he did. That was him. Well, the there was, you know, yeah, stuff we, we don't need to talk about on air, but. Um, Didn't he also. Well, let's uh, let me. <laughs> I was going to say, if you were about to say the thing I've just said that we don't. Oh need no, to no, I'm not going to talk about that. I, I'm talking about. Didn't he print off copies of a certain? So that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So through our time, there was a thing. Anybody aged nearly forty, thirty-five to forty, thirty-five to forty. Or anybody who ever spent any time on the internet when the internet was just starting out will probably be aware of something called the Jolly Rogers Cookbook. What a classic. and Anarch- <sighs> The anarchist cookbook itself. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was for a long time, it was myth and legend. It really and then was. it became reality because yep. somebody got a copy. And it was access. You had it on a disc. You had access through that. Then you could obviously... It was just a Word, what was then uh, that version of Word document, which you could then print off. So there became printed copies, copies of copies, amended copies, this, that, that. But for a a good section of our teenage years, that was a bit like a Bible to us. I can safely say I've never actually read it, looked at it or anything like that. I cannot say the same. No. I spent a little bit too much time with my head buried in that and there was a few too many things that I should have probably steered away from that were in there. Yeah, well, so should have. So should that one guy that... Uh, was that one guy? That one guy. Yeah. And I... The one thing I remember from that particular cookbook is the story of uh, the smoke bomb. So... I was thinking about this because I was like, are you going to bring it up? Well, I am going to bring it up. It's a story I remember well. So I was like, I don't know what version of that story exists in the world. So I don't know if telling the story now means that somebody out there is going to be like, that's not the story that I was told. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to say that. Maybe you're going to but, tell me a different this was, story. This is it. So I was like, do I just basically say it happened a long, 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 long time ago? All wrongs were righted. There was one wrong that was never righted. 
which should probably be which will probably come up in the story because that's one thing I know was never well maybe I do need to hear the, the story uh, years right. on right so part of the Jolly Roger cookbook was a series of explosives yeah um, it told you how to create a fertiliser bomb hmm. which <laughs> what you need when you're in secondary school as, absolutely. A, teen, as a teenager we, we had a lad in our year who lived on a farm and naturally had all of the ingredients to make a fertiliser bomb lying around so spent weekends making fertiliser bombs and like blowing up fields and stuff it was like Okay. Now, I stayed away from that. But all of this stuff was super intriguing. It was like science, but fun. Because it was taking various components, yeah. mixing them together and making something else. So dropping down a level from the true terrorist item of, of a <laughs> fertilizer bomb came, there was a section in the... Jolly Rogers cookbook about how to make a smoke bomb. You know, someone's going to listen to this and just pick up on you talking about fertilizer bombs and be like, "Yeah, we're going to have to watch that guy from in the future." <laughs> but I like he's I'm, he's obviously been you know he's obviously got. Oh, like, I'm going to get put on a list. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is, I never dabbled with the fertilizer bomb. I never touched it. I never I never memorized the recipe for it, mm, so which wasn't the case <laughs> for smoke bombs. Okay. Okay. So. At our age, there was... Do you remember the joke... It wasn't a joke shop. It was a fancy dress shop that sold... Fantasy World. Yeah. It sold, quote-unquote, jokes. Some of those jokes were things like stink bombs or the little little gunpowder things. Yeah. Gunpowder. The stink stink bombs in the glass thing. Oh, those were the worst. Um, And one of the things that you could buy was smoke bombs. And they were little cylinders. You got two in a packet. They were little cylinders. They were like a... Almost like a skin colour. And what you did was you used something to light it. You lit it. It burnt and just produced a lot of smoke. I see, I don't remember them. And that was literally all it did. It was just this little little disc, cylinder, tiny little thing. Not even an inch in height. Or maybe an inch in height. And you lit the like the corner of the cylinder, and it just made smoke. But obviously, to do that, you had to go to the shop, you had to buy it, you had to have the money to do that, have the disposable income to do that, and you did it every now and then. Also, you had to be in a position where you were running around at whatever age with a lighter, which now I look back and think, for teenagers, we had a lot of lighters. We certainly did. <laughs> and I mean... I presume you could probably buy a lighter for like 10p or something at that time. Not a clipper, though. A clipper would have been 90p. Well, you could have got one of those like see through multicolored lights. used to sell like, like 10 for a pound. Or, well, yeah, 10, for, 10 for a pound. Used to be the guy, well, there used to be a guy walking on the streets selling them. Do you remember? Yeah. He used to shout out, lighters, yeah. 10 for a pound. Yeah. And then you work out that thing if you held. Oh, I, I, this was one thing I was like, I mustn't reveal the recipe and I mustn't say things. That is gonna get anybody in trouble. But there was a certain thing you could do with a lighter. Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try this at home, kids. I'll yeah. put a caveat at the beginning. There's a certain thing you could do with a lighter. If you did a certain thing, you could get them to explode. Um, 
and all this, you know, so these you trip things, on the ground and explode. These things that you learn as a ch- as a child. No, I, let's not say child because that sounds really young. It was a teenager. We were teenagers. Yeah, a uh, teenager. This is what we did instead of playing on Xboxes and PlayStation. Yeah, the we did Super the, Nintendo. <laughs> we, we we still did that, but it was it was such a small degree of life. That we had to find other stuff to do, and like our biggest tool was a mountain bike because you could do so much. Oh man! So, oh jeez. Carry on. It's a good story. In the Jolly Roger cookbook, there was a way to make smoke bombs. Yep. I never, well, I obviously never saw it, but obviously it must have piqued your interest. Now, now was it your interest or his interest? It was a mutual right. interest. It was mutual. Um, so, there was a way to make smoke bombs. Um, me, being the natural good boy that I was, <laughs> revealed in a roundabout way. I don't think I would have gone through the, the exact details of how I came to this knowledge. To my mother, that there was a way to make... Smoke bombs. Now, this was after one of the ingredients had been purchased from somewhere. You could legally buy one of the ingredients by going to a specific place, walking in, picking it up, buying it at the counter and walking out. I'm really intrigued. I really want to know the ingredients. I will tell you off air what that ingredient was. The other ingredients one or it was just the other ingredient is a household item probably like bleach or something i'm guessing not even that really not even that so being the good boy that i was rather than doing what was initially suggested which was to do it behind parents backs yeah I went to my mother and I was like, oh, there's this thing that we can do where we combine this and this, which we already have one and the other one's a household item. You mix them together, you put a bit of heat to them, you mix it, it makes this thing, and then you light it and it's a smoke bomb. My mother, to give her her dues, which is something I very rarely do, was like, okay, but you've got to do it supervised and you have to do it under like safety sort of stuff so basically the way it boiled down was to do a tiny little bit yeah to put those to the to, to make a tiny little one to test it and then that was that done and it was even like use this piece of tin foil to put it on and then put it there and then light it and then be a safe distance nice so there was uh, an afternoon got the two ingredients or three ingredients. Part of me thinks there was three ingredients. That sounds like three. I can't remember what the third ingredient. It's not a mixed drink. It's more of a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. So, we got, we got a pan, we got the ingredients, put heat to it, the ingredients mixed together, and formed this like, like, I can't even think how to describe it. Like, it looked like a, like a stone. Yeah. So we like whilst whilst it was hot, put out on tin foil, let it set, which didn't take very long. Took it outside, lit the corner, and it made a load of smoke. And we were like, "That is cool as fuck." 
just so happened that my mother was going out that night. Hmm? She yep. was taking my sister. Yeah. And I was being left at the hotel that we lived in. Oh, in charge. I was in charge. Yeah. So whilst my co-conspirator was leaving, he was like, so we're going to make some more of that then, yeah? I was like, yeah. So like, we're going to make loads. It's like, yeah. We're going to then break it down and sell it at school. Like I say, everything was a scam. We're going to break it up. Obviously, you're the good boy school. as well. You would never agree to that. Well, it's more money. Once again, it's all about the it's all yeah. about the pennies, all about the Benjamins. So I was like, "Yep, yep, 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 yep." My mum will go out this time. You come round. We had such vast quantities of the ingredients to make this stuff. It's like we're going to make a big freaking pan of it's the like, stuff. It's like Breaking Bad, but for smoke bombs. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Love it. So, later that day, mother and the sister go out. I'm on the phone. I'm like, right, she's gone. Get yourself around here. He came around. He brought one ingredient. I had the other ingredient. Like I said, household item. Ingredients. Whatever they were. So, we took a pan. Now, I had to wrangle this a little bit because the other person was like, let's get the biggest freaking pan we can get. And in a hotel, you've got some big pans. Because you were doing breakfast and things. So I was like, no, 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 no. Let's dial it back because we've seen how much it makes and we can make a large quantity of it in a small pan. Managed to sort of compromise and that's what we went with. So, and this is where things get a little... There was a particular pan that my mother used to use to make boiled eggs. It was this tiny little pan. She'd had it for a million years. And it was it was the boiled egg pan. So we used that. It was small. It was love about... A it, I love a boiler. <laughs> it was like this big, which for, you know, since there's no video, that makes no sense. Uh, eight inches in diameter sort of thing and, like so is, deep yeah. and it was old and all this but it was it was a firm firm favourite so we put the ingredients in the pan we added heat to it so we were like we wanted to get it done quick so rather than leaving the heat on low like you were supposed to we cranked the heat right up to get it done faster in case anything happened yeah, I didn't care. She came back early or That's what we were yeah. trying to avoid. Yeah. So, there was no mobile phones, no texting, none of no. that in those days. No. And it wasn't like she was going to pick the phone up from her friend's house to ring the hotel to tell me she was coming home. She would just come home. So we were like, let's get this done. Where's she on the prairie? Uh, no, I think she'd gone to... She might go... No, she had gone to the prairie. I see Pam. Yeah. So... The heat's going. The he's heat, on. The heat's on. He's on. The thing's going and going and going. And it was literally at the back end of the process. The whole thing had solidified. It was pretty much ready to rock and roll. There was a tiny, and I cannot stress this enough, a tiny... You know when someone says a pinhead? Yeah. You know, like... Like a draw, not a drawing pin, like a little, like if you had a cork board, not 
little drawing pens, but like a pin that has like a coloured... Oh, yeah. The coloured end yeah. it was literally that big. Like a little drop of it. Just a tiny little bit. Yeah. Was up towards the lip of the pan. Now, the way this whole thing worked, it worked on a chain reaction. You lit the edge and it worked its way across whatever the substance, whatever the quantity was, right. producing smoke. And, and I watched it in slow motion. A flame from the hob went up the side of the pan and caught this pinhead size piece of what we were making on a pan full of this stuff. Fucking hell. And it went. And I watched it go, and initially I was like, that's probably not great, but it's high enough up and it's far enough away from the rest that it'll just burn itself out. That isn't what happened. It set the whole pan alight. (laughs) There was six foot flames and sparks and because there was debris left from when it when it burned there was stuff left it was spitting it was burned in in an enclosed kitchen can and i, I was can I just like, point out, this is this is the story i heard yeah there's there is no change in this story the, the, i know there's a bit that i don't think was ever revealed about this story oh is it going to be revealed uh, today yeah oh i'm getting out of there so i pick the pan up and all i can think is shit 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 I need to get this outside because it's going to burn the hotel down. Good, ru- good thinking, though. Yeah. You know, good fair I play thought, to you. You know, I run to the back door. Now, I'm using two hands to hold a small pan handle. I get to the back door, which had multiple locks and bolts and things on it, which weren't usually locked and bolted. It just had a load. But it had a Yale lock, which often was locked, and a turn handle. That's a two-handed job. Yeah. This thing is shooting six-foot flames out of it, and I'm holding it with two hands, and I get to the door, and I go... Uh-oh. Shit. This is the point that I then realise that the debris that's flying out of the pan is going all up my arms. So, essentially, my arms were being burnt by this thing. Yeah. I instinctively go fuck and drop the pan on the floor god which essentially becomes like it looked like the afterburner from a from a jet it's the pan's on its side on the floor shooting flames out of the front of the um two fridges that we had (coughs) the big story was that the microwave door had been replaced that day Earlier that day, and it was it was currently in the process of melting the shit out of it. But with my two hands free, I could unlock the door, pick the pan back up, go to the utility door, open the door, get outside, let it go out. It was a smoke bomb. There was smoke everywhere. We, uh, we I, we, whatever, had burnt the lino in the kitchen. It was... A four foot by six foot section of the kitchen was just damage. Yeah. Was burnt away. There was concrete. Up the walls as the well. The walls, yeah. the ceiling, everywhere. But it was a smoke bomb. So there was smoke 
in a hotel where there was smoke alarms everywhere. Yeah. These were industrial smoke alarms. Yeah, why to so the main smoke alarms? Wafting the smoke with tea towels. As you do. That's you the would. traditional... As you would. Yeah. Try and get it away. But there was like out in the corridors of the hotel and stuff. There was guests in the hotel. People in the rooms that will have been not necessarily trying to sleep but trying to not deal with smoke alarms going off. I got to the point where I got that pissed off that I got a set of step ladders and a hammer went up the step ladders and smashed the smoke alarm to bits. God. Just to get it to stop. Because by that point I was like, fuck it. So, I went down. We had all the doors and the windows open. We got the smoke out. The smoke alarm was smashed to pieces. So that wasn't a problem anymore. We are assessing the damage. One of the things, and this is the bit of the story that was never told. And I... I, I might have told this later. It's just about know. how it's a really sad story. That it's the, the, the egg pan. pan. Yeah. The pan. This is the pan. So. Pan passed down <sighs> through generations by any chance. Yeah, probably. We went to assess the damage of the pan. The heat had been that intense. This pan was like steel or something. Yeah, yeah old school, proper. Old school, proper pan. Yeah. The heat had been that intense that it had bent the pan in on itself. Jesus. It had curled down. The sides had curled down. And I'm like, I'm more worried about the pan than anything else. I'm saying to my co-conspirator, um, that guy. my mother can't see this, I was the other. So he took the pan and threw it in a hedge down the road from where the hotel That's was. That's about the kind of thing he would do. Yeah. Hide the evidence. Um, there's a possibility that it might have turned up further down the line. Anyway, so we assessed the damage and the liner was gone and the fridges and the ceilings and, and we got scrubbing brushes. And You know, when you're trying to scrub something to try to bring it back. Yeah, it's never going to be back. The place was burnt. And I had to... I was like, I need to get ahead of this, so I phoned my mum at the place that she was. I was like, there's been an incident. She's like, because, you know, me being me and my mother being my mother, she'd even said to me, no, you're not going to make any more of this when you're on your own, are you? No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course I wouldn't do that. So I had to phone her and say, there's been an incident at the hotel. What's happened? And it was literally, you know, the thing you told me not to do. Well, I've done it. It went up in flames. It's burnt the kitchen to... Uh, it's destroyed part of the kitchen. I've smashed the smoke alarm. So on and so forth. And all she said to me was, it better be cleaned up by the time I get home. <laughs> Sounds about right. And I was like, okay, see you in a bit. How long are you going to be, by the way? I don't think you quite understand the... Uh... So, scrubbing, 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 got to the point, I was like, this, is, this isn't going to work. So, the genius part of me kicks in, I'm like, I've got it. All we have, all we have to do is move the fridges forward. Nobody will notice. <laughs> Nobody will notice. They burn the, the missing lino and yeah. 
So I sent him away. I was like, you you better not be here when she gets back because she she's going to kill me. She will potentially kill you as well. So I was like, you need to leave. Go away. I'll deal with this. So then obviously it's just a waiting sort of situation. And I'm like, this was one of those. I, was like, I actually thought, she's probably going to kill me for this. She's probably going to actually yeah, I, I kill me Yeah, I would have thought she would have... She's, you know, she was close. She's been close to killing you for less in the past. Oh, absolutely! Like actually, and I was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever done." This is hands down the. It was something I was categorically told not to do. It was something she'd been good enough to do with me yeah. as like an experiment, and we went through it. And she was like, "There, you've done it. You don't need to do it anymore." She specifically said, "Do not do." The thing that I then went on to do, I then burnt the place down. It was a fully operational hotel where half of the kitchen had been burnt to smithereens. It was the worst it could possibly be. So she came back, she walks in, excuse me, and she goes about assessing the damage. And she pushes the fridge back and pushes the other fridge back and looks at everything. And she wanted to know where the pan was and I was like, I don't know. I don't know where it is, it's gone. And over the coming days, his parents were called and they came and his parents, part of the reason that he was the way he was, well, his parents were very much in the camp of boys will be boys. Oh, I, I met his parents. They were, he was growing weed in their greenhouse. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, this is a nice plant. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of, Anytime he ever did anything wrong, it was boys will be boys. And obviously there are certain scenarios where that's okay. And there are other scenarios where that really isn't. And this was one of them. And I remember like, cause I was never there. I was there. I think I was there maybe the first like meeting of the parent. Yeah. But after that, it was all, I think it was done like, like the odd meeting and maybe some phone calls and stuff like and my mother couldn't get over the fact that these these two people would not accept any responsibility they didn't see that there was anything any blame they didn't see there was anything wrong with it there was there was nothing there was no ownership it was your son and my son have done this it has caused a massive amount of damage you need to ac- accept that that has happened. And it was, nope. You know, boys will be boys, boys will be boys, boys will be boys. Yeah. And that was the stance. That was the whole stance. And I think, in a way, that softened some part of it. So... Because she was really basically pissed off at them. She was pissed at them. Yeah. Not at me. And this was where things got really, really weird. So the biggest thing, and the thing that I remember the most about this entire thing was, nothing happened. I, I I received a punishment, which came later on. So, they had to claim on the insurance. Yeah. The damage was so extensive that there was nothing else they could do. They had to claim on the insurance for the hotel. This was a family business. It wasn't just our family. There was two other families involved in this that were part, you know, my my aunties and uncles and stuff. Yeah. But they had family, you know, all of that. 
So there was, you know, insurance premiums go up when you make a claim. All the time. There was this joke about how when my mum came to complete the form for the insurance, she had to put incendiary device as the cause. God. And that fell into the category of terrorism and stuff and all yeah. this. The whole time I was sat and I was waiting. And I was waiting and I was waiting because I was like, I'm, I'm a walking dead man. I'm dead, I just don't know it yet. Something's going to happen at some point in time. Somebody's going to shout at some point in time. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it finally happened. And it was, your punishment is, you need to clean the pond. Oh, we had a pond in the back garden. I remember that pond. It had had fish in, it had been fine at one point, and then it just got left to go sort of to ruin yeah you have to clean the pond out you have to empty it clean it refill it all that and i'm like right okay what else that's it but but what after that nothing and i will say at the age of nearly 40 to this day i still don't actually really truly understand what happened in that time i know that they claimed on the insurance and i know that they got the money to pay to repair stuff i remember the, the line of, yeah. uh, things got put back to normal i know that her interaction with the other person's parents like i've already said softened the blow because she got the opportunity to see that he was the way he was because he was allowed to be that way. Yeah, he... I was... Uh, the, my whole thing as a child was I was so easily led. Like if somebody said, you know, you know the phrase of, if so-and-so told you to jump off a bridge, would you? And you're supposed to say no. I'd, I'd probably have been like, uh, maybe if it looked fun. Yeah. Or maybe if they told me to. I was like that. I was so easily led at that age. It was just a, <coughs> let's do this. So that is the big story. Is, of, is, is the big story. I would say that's like one of the biggest stories from your from your secondary school. It's pretty big. I was having a conversation with my my older two a couple of weeks back. And I said something about... Da, 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 Were that. you saying, and this is how you make a smoke bomb? No. What do you want to do? No. I was saying, uh, uh, and then there was that time that Daddy got shot at. And I was like, did I ever tell you about the time that Daddy got shot at? And I was like, did I ever tell you about one of the times I got shot at? Then I realised who I was talking to. I was like, tell you when you're older. older. You know, there was things, but that was a pretty big milestone in in my life. And like I said, to this day, I still don't ever really understand how I, I don't think saying got away with it is quite right. But for all the abuse that I suffered through those years to not get something at that point in time I should have had my head bounced from there to kingdom coming back exactly but nothing maybe it's still coming <laughs> maybe one day Lenny Henry, Lenny Henry did a joke about that it'd be like a bit in Family Guy where like he's one day got to get your own back on you yeah. Yeah, sure. You'll know. You don't won't know when it's coming. Well, she'll have to find me first. I'm sure she knows exactly where you are. She doesn't. 
you've got a sister who knows where you live yeah that causes massive problems between them <laughs> but yeah that they were also <coughs> living in that hotel must have been really odd I didn't enjoy staying over in that hotel as much I enjoyed it when you moved out into the street next well, to we the, moved to the bungalow yeah that was great the bungalow was kind of cool but that right? hotel was I remember like we used to sneak in after breakfast and eat cold wangy toast cold wangy buttered toast one of the greatest things in life by the way <laughs> but yeah I remember you know things like that I remember having yeah. to be really quiet when you moved, like walked around the place there yeah. was a lot of restrictions put I, I often say you know the reason that I'm surrounded by this sort of stuff and again for, for the audio listening involved you can't see this but you could go onto any podcast that's got a video of this room and look at some of the stuff I often say you know the reason that there's this sort of stuff and this sort of stuff is to do with the fact that you couldn't have it I didn't have a childhood Yeah, my childhood was taken away at the age of 10 and Never, you know, it never gets so. There was years of trying to recapture a childhood that I never had. So, there yeah, you go. there's the story. The infamous, it was a good story. It's a good story. Yeah. I got, I've got nothing like that when I was at school. I've got no amazing story, you know. It's yeah. my mine was getting poisoned by. You Once did again, get poisoned. I'm pretty sure. Same person. Same person, but I'm pretty sure that the whole recipe for what he poisoned yep. me with came from Everyone the same. Yeah, and that was the thing. That's why I was saying about it when you were saying about being poisoned, because that's where that recipe came from. It was a nicotine solution. Nicotine solution, which going back and talking about, uh, I've spoken about it at various points of time, and everybody I've spoken to it, about it too has gone, they could have died. Yeah, exactly. But this was the thing. When you say you were poisoned, and it's like, it, it's kind of like, was, this sounds awful, but it's kind of like a jolly way of saying things. Oh, I was poisoned. But you were genuinely poisoned by something that could have killed you. Yeah. You could have died, and then there would have been the questions around... I'm so ill, man. What the fuck happened here? Yeah. How did this come about? I was so ill. Oh, I was oh. spewing my guts in that nurse's office yeah. so much. But... There was a reason for well, yeah. you've been poisoned with something that could have killed you. Oh, school. Oh, remember, school, you fickle bitch. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, me too. I used to have detention every week. And you know how many times I went to detention? Zero. <laughs> that was the thing. Zero. And they, you know what? I had now all these detentions and never enforced any of them. Well, exactly. Oh. But then I got into trouble for that. Yeah, I got in trouble once, and they're like, why haven't you been going to detention? Nobody made me go. Yeah, I didn't want to. I, I had that whole thing, it's like, you've had 47 detentions from one subject. English, mine was. Mine was geography, I got, uh, I got 18 from English. Uh, why haven't you been to any of them? Well, nobody, like, when I didn't go to the first one, and nothing happened, I was like, sweet, yeah. beat the system. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, you know, you've got a cumulative number We're of We're on it now. Yeah. You've got 63 detentions. So you're going to do something a little different. But yeah, it's like... Yeah, it never went. I used to sign... When I had English as like the last lesson of the day, I'd sign myself out at lunchtime to go to the dentist. 
<laughs> where, or, you know, or something like that so I got a doctor's appointment because you could just sign yourself out and say you had a dentist appointment or whatever and I'd just bugger off and have a look around town and things and not go back to school and just miss English because yeah, it was well, shit I hated that subject yeah like I say there wasn't a lot of subjects that I enjoyed other than history other than history which I didn't do as a subject so then yeah you, we, we used to hang out at that bungalow and that was the the bungalow where Paul got really drunk and walked home in his pants. <laughs> no, yeah. Paul, podcast Paul. Not but podcast Paul, no. Paul. But yeah, that was a, a, one of the memories I have of that place. <laughs> yeah, he fell asleep in somebody's garden. He, felt he was asleep in, in your pants. bath. Yeah. Oh, he was naked in the bath. He was naked in the bath. But he was then, at least in his pants and in, that, in one of my neighbour's gardens. Wasn't that like the last day of school it was one of the last days of school yeah we were having a end of exam party. and once again your mum my letters, mum yeah again one of the few times <laughs> that my mum was actually she probably regrets all these things she because i remember because i wasn't drunk and i remember apologizing profusely i don't think i was drunk and she was like i thought i think the only person that was drunk by that point was paul yeah um and she was just like you don't need to apologise. It's funny. Who came to that thing? With the Aptis? Everybody. No, they, you say everybody. everybody. Everybody from our circle bunch, of bunch of rejects. So there's about ten people at most, if that. Yeah. Yeah. They were a bunch of rejects. Yeah, but we were the biggest group in the school <laughs> by the end of it. True. True. The, Geek will inherit the earth. Yeah. It's true and then, you know, we used to hang out when you moved to Clifton Moor. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, de- I enjoyed st- staying over there. It was a decent house because, you know what I enjoyed about staying out of that house? Late night. I say late night. Late night runs to Tesco's. <laughs> Mate, that was, uh, we used to think we were oh, so badass. We were so freaking gangster. Trench coats. Walk out to Tesco's. Four o'clock in the morning. It was not four o'clock in the morning. It was like probably 11 o'clock at night at the <laughs> latest. No way. Because when you think about it, like, it now that was late for us. It's like, oh yeah, you're going to go out to Tesco's. going to go hit it up. At- I don't know, because I'd reached a point at that time where I'd started doing the staying up late. Because... I had less restrictions around. Like I didn't need to go to school. No. Like, I'd finished school by the time I moved to that house. Um, so it was more college. By a certain point of being in college, I was barely turning up. Yeah. So there was less and less of a need to go to bed. So I, my sleep pattern started becoming reversed. But yeah. It was, uh, you know, we were we were probably get a milkshake from uh, Burger King. Get a milkshake, get a fifteen p uh, Swiss roll. Oh yeah, a fifteen p Swiss roll. Freaking amazing! <laughs> oh god! Discovering that was like, I could get a whole Swiss roll. When I say a whole Swiss roll, it was like six inches, and it was. I don't imagine it was in any way good. Standard <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not food. Saying, I'm not saying good for you because obviously. Man, we used to, be yeah, that was great. It, and then, yeah, it was. But yeah, it was fifteen p. But then that was the whole thing about like it was back when we used to cycle everywhere. Yep. I mean, ever since primary school, I was made to cycle. Yep. 
So, you know, we did obviously the cycling proficiency. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I, I used to live fucking ages away from school uh-huh. and I had to cycle no matter what the weather. Yeah. You know, Again, rain, thing, snow, though, everything. Like that hardened you to stuff. Yeah, definitely. When you were in a situation where you had no choice how you transported yourself somewhere, you just got on and did it. I mean, obviously, when college came along, I mainly got the bus. Because there was a bus that went from home. I, I, I got to a point where I used to walk. It was seven and a half miles. Everyone had bloody scooters. And I used to walk. I, I, wish I, I always wished I was one of those guys who had a scooter. But then they were all dicks anyway. I, it seemed like it was perpetually winter. When we were in college. Yeah, it did seem that way. I remember cycling a few times, and it was a right hill. Yeah. That, that Taddy Road, just gradual incline. I've done it a few times since. And then the mount. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Coming back was great. Yeah. But going there, no. Yeah, I hated, uh, I hated trying to get up that hill. What, um, what did you do at college? Motor vehicle. So how's that working out for you later in life? <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, what did I do? Public services. How's public, that working out for me? Public service like? announcement. Uh, yeah, so I was learnt learn all how to be like a copper and how to be a scumbag. Yeah, or you know, in the army or whatever, all the different forces. How's that working out for me? Oh yeah, yeah, great. Wasn't a big frigging waste of time at all. I mean, college was largely a waste of time because I did a year. it had been a lie. Did you do a year? I did more than a year. Yeah. I two years. I got that by the end of it I was like, I'm done. I am done. And I that do was, not and, want and that was the issue because I went to college expecting a different experience. And if it had been the experience that I was told it was supposed to be, it would have been different for me. I'd have actually gone and I'd, I would have attended. If it had been the way I was told it was supposed to be you call your tutors by the first names. Um, you don't have to, you know, you, you can not go if you don't want to because you were considered an adult and all that and the other. But you weren't considered an adult. You were 16 when you yeah. started. So you weren't an adult. And I was like, right, I'm going to take a day off college because I don't want to go today. Cause, you still had to phone in though. Whatever it was. And they had to phone to that front desk. You had to do all of that. Next thing, my... Like head of the course tutor is telling me that he's been on the phone to my mother, and I'm like, well, "What for?" Yeah. Oh, you you didn't you didn't turn up for three days. Like, and what's that to do with her? Yeah. Oh, well, that's the policy. This and then I'm like, that's not the way it was told to me, and that's what I said to her. I was like, I was under the impression that that going to college was going to be different than going to school. Why am I doing this if it's just school plus? Yeah, because literally, there was, it's school. There was literally no different. There was no difference. It was Mister This, Sir That, da 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 da. That side of it. Yeah. Yes, there was less time that you had to be there, but you had to be there. You had to do lessons. I went to do motor vehicle, which I worked on the principal would be. You had your head under the bonnet of a car trying to work out how to fix it. Nope. Sixty percent of it was spent in a classroom. Yeah. At certain points in time. Well, the rest of the time, 40% was spent in a classroom. It was like, how is this? And it was like lessons. Like, oh, this does this and that does that. It's like, don't tell me about it. Show me. Show me. I need to know how to fix a vehicle. 
show me how to fix the vehicle. I'm not going to lie though, when you talk to people about like when you when I talk to people about like like people doing that particular course, they were like, not how do I put this nicely? There was a lot of scumbums yeah. doing that course, and I, I felt really like I can't believe you're doing that. It's yeah. like. Because I did, I was part of my well, my work experience was I went to work in a garage and I absolutely loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. And then I was like, "That's what I want to do." Also, I was still working on the principle at that point in time of, of a career in the air force. But having spent my entire life wanting to be a pilot and then realizing that you have to actually be intelligent to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. I went to a careers thing and they was like, but there are other jobs in the Air Force. One of them was being an engineer. Rather yeah. than flying a plane, you can fix the plane. Yeah. How do I do that? Well, you need to go and you need to get your like motor vehicle certificate and work from there. So you just learn how to fix a car, you can fix a plane. I think that's that, the advert. Yeah, isn't it? I think that's the actual advert. Fix a bike, you can fix it. Yeah. years later. So I'm like, right, I'll do that then. But it was nothing like what I'd been told it was going to be like. And if it had been, it would have been better. But it wasn't. And I then pretty much instantly lost all interest. Yeah, I think I would have been... Because uh, for me, I can't fix... <coughs> I, I can fix nothing. YouTube helps me, yeah. But yeah. ask me to put a shelf up. He ain't going to be straight. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can... I can... Probably muddle boy through putting a shelf up. I can build a flat I, pack. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Build a flat flat pack. As long as I follow the instructions to a T, because that's when you go wrong. Yeah. And you think, oh yeah, I can do it without looking. No. But no, I uh, not great DIY. But then my college year didn't really teach me any of that. It just right. taught uh, me about. To... I can I can go orienteering in the uh, in the. <laughs> Friggin' Lake District. You have to want to know how to do that sort of stuff and then learn how to do that sort of stuff. And I think there has to be some kind of passion around it. You know, I'm, I'm, it's a lot of, I'm not going to pay to have somebody fix this, I'm going to learn how to do it myself. Sort of stuff. Did you ever go to that, uh, I know it's going back to secondary school, but did you ever go to that camp thing they took everyone to when, they, uh, when you first go to school? What was it called? Oh, it's going to really bug me now. East Bambi. No, was, was it East that, Bambi? That was... Was that primary? That was primary school. Ned Nook. Was it, that primary? Yeah, it was... Oh, I was talking about it the other day as well, and I, I, saying that like they, they made everyone go, and I was like one of the two kids or something that didn't go. I did... I think I did all the residentials. To That's what they called them, yeah, residentials. Um, again, they were, they were interesting. Bewley, Bewley, Bewley Park, Bewley Park. Yeah, Bewley yeah, Park. that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Do Character it. building. Character, so they said. Yep. Yeah, I bet most of the things that they do there now, you wouldn't be allowed to do. Oh, you wouldn't be able to do anything. That again. It'd be like child slavery, like yeah. half of it. Like nowadays, you wouldn't be able to get a child of this day and age to do the stuff because it was all it was all teaching you to be self sufficient. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, you there was an element of you do your own cooking, you do your own cleaning, you make your own bed, stuff like that. I was never a big fan of those uh, residential things. So even at college, they went they went to do one like a three day one at the um, Strensel Army Barracks, like to be basically uh, treated like a squatty uh, for three days, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. No, didn't do it. Okay. And everyone else went. They were like up at 4am every day and oh yeah <laughs> like oh yeah you enjoy oh, that oh, oh good thanks yeah exactly but yeah as soon as I was done with college I was I was into work yeah about, well my uh, my whole thing was you were either in full time education or you were working yeah and if because uh, like going to college there was like a grant and stuff so without that I had no monetary worth so nope. it was right well if you're not going to college you go get a job yep and I'm like uh, okay uh, do that then and that's what I did I went and got a job and then I got another job but I don't want to talk about jobs that could be a, a subject for another day because obviously there's a lot of we've had with me and you both had a, a number of jobs I can't I actually can't remember all the jobs I've had I think if I actually sat down and wrote the different places I worked, it would, I'd have to really sit and think. A lot of mine would be, I worked at that place that did that thing. I, I worked there for this amount, there for, this tiny amount of time. I worked there for a day. Yeah. There was, a, there was I did two jobs that I did a day in each. Yeah. One was oh, no, whoa. as a teenager. Don't One was as an adult. No, what you'd be talking about. Actually, no. Three jobs. I want to talk about jobs another day because that's a good chat. <laughs> and quite funny for some of it. Oh, it's not funny. <laughs> Only because I can make you cringe about these things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, look at us now. Full grown men. Adulting our way through life. From the yeah. experiences we've had from the past. I guess. God. I really feel like I had no great stories from school. Something that I've been realising recently, like I, I listen to, as it, as it, well, it will come as no surprise to anybody, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. No, do you? I don't think you've mentioned. I've never... Did I mention I, I went to Florida last year? Ooh. Just to, you know, I mentioned um, about ten times last... I know. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and something that strikes me from listening to a lot of podcasts, it's like... I don't know how many stories I actually have. And obviously I've relayed X number of stories here today. And there are X number of other stories that I imagine somebody else would listen to. Like I've got friends and I can say the smallest thing and they'd be like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I was a good boy or, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 can't, I can't imagine that. And it's like, well, that was just a, a weekday to me. So I, I see that there's that side of it. But I look back now and it's like... I, I was thinking about it today and I was like, I kind of wish I'd done more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And by that I mean... I did a lot. Did a lot, but there's always room for more. There's always that what-if kind of moments throughout life that... I reached, I reached various milestones where I went, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. 
I'm, and at this point now, part of me wonders whether I what what would have happened if I carried on with certain things. Yeah, I mean, it's that whole thing with like. This is one thing. If if I you know if there is something when you die, like an afterlife thing, I would just like a whole like like uh, oh like actually no, this is a better one. Let's say you remember that episode of Futurama, Professor. Uh, Fansworth, what if machine? Thing longer. <laughs> Thing longer, yeah. That's what would have happened if I would I would, I would like, when I die, just they, to sit there they with a the what the if machine and just be like, like what, hap- what if I went in this direction in my life? I'd like to see that fork. You know, I didn't get poisoned. What happened then? You know, you didn't burn the kitchen down. What, what happens to you then? Do these little points in your life mean anything different? But then working on the infinite universe principle, there are infinite versions of Earth with infinite versions of us that live those lives. What we need is a our own version of Roy. Yeah. So we can play our life through. Yeah. yeah. And just I, I mean I, I've always subscribed to you know the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and everything that every experience you have makes you the person that you are including the bad stuff you know the bad stuff makes you a certain way you can't just have good stuff all your life it's it wouldn't you would be uh, it'd be boring it would be boring you know all that sort of stuff and I think the people that we that we look at and go, oh, that person's had nothing but good. Like, like like famous people, you know, people that you look at and think that person appears or seems to have had a reasonably good life. I'm sure, if you ask them, they'd be like, oh my. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, they've always got like a you know that backstory, the origin story is always going to be a hard yeah. one. But yeah. But now people have. Have a had a little delve into our origin story. Well, yeah. You get that thing. No, I, th- I think you've raised it previously, and I was listening to a podcast today where they raised it. Is that what? you listen to a podcast? I just oh. I just listen to the other one every now. Yeah, one now and again. Just yeah. just just when I've got time. Um, where you question what other people find interesting. So is this boring? Is yeah, I said to you, like, who the hell's going to want to listen to this? You're like, it, oh, you know, is it interesting? It's like, somebody out there is going to look at it and go, my God, what full lives they've lived. Or the other way around. Like, we look <laughs> at other people and go, my God, look at what full lives they've lived. And they're going to go, what the hell are these guys talking about? Yeah. Why am I listening to these two talking I, about I'm, their life that no one's going to know anything about? But that's just the thing. We have we all have the choice to turn stuff off. I was listening to a podcast today where I got so far, I was like, I might turn this off because this is not doing it for me. Uh, I ultimately ended up listening to the whole thing. Uh, but there was a point where I was like, this isn't, what I really wanted from this. Maybe this isn't the podcast for me. Mm-hmm. Stick to what you know. But I stuck with it and got through it. Yeah. I soldiered on. Well, have you got anything else on your list? No, I'm done. I have covered You're all done. my list. I don't even know how long we've been going on for. Well, I can tell you. Oh, it's a very long time. How long? 
uh, one and three quarter hours. Wow, it's flown by. I know. I was like, when I first looked, I was like, oh, it's half an hour. And now it's... Absolutely this way you've uh, not hit record it's not the thing you have to worry about is not the not playing and pressing record I've done it before where you have, like when you do certain things for audio recording you have to basically tell it where to take the audio from my laptop has a built in microphone oh so sometimes truly awful for recording a podcast yeah so it's when I feel like that's what your the last few have been for you, though. You set it off running, and it's like, okay, it's recording because you can see the blue line going up and down, but it's not taking the audio from where it should be, and when you play it back, it's like, that's completely unusable. I've had podcasts where I've had to go back to the person and be like, so, uh, yep, that podcast was unusable. Uh, if you go back into the football podcast archives, there's one that I think it was like season one nineteen. And in brackets, it's B. Because when I went to transfer the audio and the video files over, the computer was like, oh, I don't know what the hard drive is. I don't know what to do with it. And I was like, what are you on about? And I unplugged it. And then the message was like, do not unplug the hard drive. It's And I'm like, ah, those messages don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. Plugged it back in and the folder was empty. Yeah. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Had to get... Uh, Pan asked to come and re-record the football podcast, oh. which he did, whilst I was trying to recover the data, which I did. Oh. So I ended up with two podcasts. I'm like, I'll play with both. Two for the price of one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are elements that you certainly don't want. There's a lot of pitfalls, uh, which I've been through quite a few. Well, there we go. That was uh, another, another one in the bag. Another one done. Another one in the bag. Another week gone. There we go. What's uh, next on your list? Uh, I've got mine tomorrow. I've got another. I've got another week of it. Oh. Think of it this week. But mine tomorrow. But football on Thursday, and I'm off to see. Uh, I'm off to see JK on Friday. Oh. Get, the, get 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 them games done. Can you make sure the sound quality is better this time? <laughs> no. Oh. I don't think so. I don't know if the uh, if the new equipment equipment will have arrived by then. Very good. Wonderful stuff. Well, as always, thank you to you for making the journey. You walked here in the screaming wind. I like a walk. At least it wasn't snowing like it was this morning. It's good for the old legs. Good for the bones. Yeah. Uh, and I will no doubt see you in a couple of weeks, which will be only a week away from when this one gets uploaded. So I'll try and uh, think of more things to yeah. embarrass you. Keep writing your list. Yeah. I'll keep... Uh, Looking up the courage to uh, reveal it, those dark secrets. As Bob Hoskins used to say, it's good He's good at talking. It's good <laughs> Right. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Interesting. A little insight into some of our past. And uh, what we think about some things from nowadays. Uh, YouTube watchers, make sure you're uh, subscribing. If you're watching, you know, there's uh, there's at least a picture if there's not a video. So, you know, it's worth checking us out on YouTube if you're not. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some love. So there we go. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>